Akudaya Incarnation A True Life Story It was 2012 A memorable year in my family It was in the wee hours of the night My dad had not gone to bed So I sat down with him in the sitting room Talking generally about life and especially that I should have graduated from university, but for a year extension that delayed me. I can't let that you. Ah, my dear. I'm fine, I do care. Mm. Once you finish school, getting a good job is next. My barrel long. I'm a Jesu. I should be working now, Steph. If not because of this stupid school. Nigga, Everything was stable. Free education. Free food. We were still in the middle of the gist when a knock startled us. Hardly do we entertain visitors in our house at odd hours. Though ravaged with fear, my father offered to go and open the door. I declined saying he's too old to handle whatever is behind the door. I told him in clear terms that a 90-year-old man cannot withstand the power behind that door. He smiled shyly, and after some arguments, he threw in the towel and allowed me to open the door. I inquired to know who that person was Who's there? with trembling hands on the doorknob. My father was beside me with a metal club set for the fight. He dropped the club when he heard the voice of the stranger. Balugo, Amy Aini, the stranger said in Undo dialect. My father swiftly shoved me aside to open the door himself. The face of the person we beheld was that of my stepbrother, who had left the house for Benin Republic in my third year in junior secondary school. He is back. With enthusiasm, my father ushered him in. Ekale Bahami. Tears rolled down his eyes. I had mixed feelings about this guest arrival because of how long ago I last saw him. All I could do was to hug and welcome him. We didn't go to bed that night until the roster crowed. Later in the day, we sat together and talked about so many things. He said he had come to make life easy for my dad, and we were glad. He showed us his family back at Porto Novo, where he stayed. He told us how his wife's family took over his car business and how they hunted for his life. They used charm to take over my car business. They wanted to kill me. My father told him he had nothing to worry about now that he was at home with his people. Strangely, his laughter wasn't as before. My father observed this too and asked if something was wrong with him. He said no, 
and quickly changed the subject. He gave us his wife's number and added that the number would not be reachable for a short while. Three days after his arrival, he woke up very early and told us he would like to visit a couple of friends in town. My dad wondered if there would still be any left because of how long he had been gone. To make him feel at home, my dad allowed him to leave. Then at noon, we received a strange call from Portonovo telling us of his Hello. death. I'm calling from Portonovo. Yes, Talon Soro. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard, but Mr. Akisunde died two weeks ago. Eh? Which uh, Mr. Akisunde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mogba! I relayed this news to my dad. He slumped. We hoped it would turn out to be a prank. We haven't seen or heard from him since then. <laughs>